It's time for BetQL's You Better You Bet postseason countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. We'll get you set to bet on postseason football. Bet it's From sides to totals to props, it's BetQL's You Better You Bet postseason countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM, Odyssey, and the BetQL Network. Here are your hosts, Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. What's up, everybody? Happy and merry divisional round Sunday in the NFL playoffs to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's countdown to kickoff. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network where every game is Game 7, especially single elimination games in the NFL postseason. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, radio stations nationwide, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, and twitch.tv backslash BetQL. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we are talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people over at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, you know how we do. Each and every NFL Sunday morning here on You Better You Bet's Countdown to Kickoff. We're going to recap all of yesterday's games from the betting perspective. We'll talk about the Ravens absolutely railroading the Houston Texans, at least in the second half of the game. First half was pretty close, and then the second half, not so much. So Baltimore will host the AFC Championship game next Sunday and then a barn burner by the bay last night as San Francisco squeaks by the Green Bay Packers 24-21 San Francisco will host the NFC championship game coming up next week we will talk about everything there is to digest from both games yesterday and spin it forward coming up next weekend conference championship weekend in the National Football League we'll have two great guests joining us this hour on the show to preview the games today and talk about what we saw yesterday Will Brinson uh, NFL writer analyst, podcaster for our friends at CBS Sports, and Odyssey NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger, will both join us this hour to lend their expertise on all things NFL playoffs. We will give you all the line movement and analysis your little heart could ever desire on the Bucks and the Lions in Detroit and the Chiefs and the Bills from Buffalo. Absolutely can't wait for it. We'll give you an early look at sides and totals for Championship Sunday. There are some look-aheads uh, available right now at some domestic sports books. We're going to tell you like what, what we think we're going to do after the games today um, as we approach Championship Sunday next week. Can't wait to have that discussion with my guy, Ken Barkley. And, of course, to close the show. Best bets, side and total for both games today. And thy royal prop king will stop by with thou royal winners. Yardage props, anytime touchdowns for today's slate. We are locked and loaded. Divisional round Sunday in the National Football League following. Yeah, the, the first game was, you know, whatever. I catched the over, which was really nice. Otherwise, not a great game. And a thrilling game on Saturday night. Ken Barkley, how's it going on this Sunday morning? Uh, yeah, doing great. Down to uh, Down to six in the tournament. Started with 14, um, and the teams that are still remaining, like we advanced the two teams that had the best regular seasons, advanced them both yesterday uh, in completely different games. I do think, I think there's there's obviously a lot to get into with each game, and a lot of it's going to be different. Um, two different types of games, 
two totally different performances by the one seeds for the most part. But I do think something that that resonated that a lot of people said this week, and it actually did play out in terms of how both games started, is that uh, this was a, a really bizarre postseason because we had the two one seeds, the Niners and the Ravens, each also, not only were they off last week on a bye, they also didn't play a lot of their starters the week before that. So it was this extended layoff and it was both of them. And that basically never happens. Uh, usually you get like one team will do that. A team will have an outstanding regular season. They'll get the opportunity, the privilege to be able to rest guys for multiple weeks. We had both of them. And a lot of people we had on the show this week were, I wouldn't say like bullish on the dogs, but like curious to see how that would manifest itself in terms of how the game played out. Like, would there really be rust to use kind of like that word? And maybe people think like, it was overblown or whatever. I mean, Lamar Jackson's talking about it at halftime of the game when it's 10-10. And, you know, the Texans get a special teams touchdown. The Ravens blow them out in the second half, but the first half is kind of clunky. The first half, the offense doesn't quite look, you know, perfect. Lamar's running really well, but not a lot else is going great. The defense is playing well. It's kind of a kind of a rough watch if you like offensive football in the first half of that game. So the Texans cover the first half and come nowhere close to covering anything for the entire game. And then the Niners who had a multiple week layoff, they get thrown like a completely different set of circumstances, rain, a key injury early in the game, but um, the offense doesn't get off to a great start there either. And things are a little clunky at the beginning for them too. And you know, the Packers play, you know, well enough to win the game throughout, but well in the first half also. So maybe this is something going for you get two new examples, two new data points of just, yeah, like the the one week by great, the multiple week layoff. Okay. Like you can still win. You can still look dominant. Baltimore proved that it's just like getting right back in the swing of playoff football after multiple weeks off. I think you saw like it with both teams, it just took a little bit, even in Baltimore's case to kind of like find their footing in the game. And when uh, when Steve when you know Washington Commanders slash football team slash Redskins legend Stephen Sims Jr. Right. you know Mr. Obscure Phil's right. Phil's son right. returned that punt for a touchdown. I'm like, oh oh my God, are the Ravens about to do this again? And then they came out in the second half, and the answer was no, it was not because Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin like figured out the D'Amico Ryan's the the blitzes that they were throwing at them yep. that were so successful in the first half. We'll we'll break down the games in a second here. Ken, I'm curious, just from like from the betting perspective, from everyone out there listening right now that had money on the games yesterday, just kind of like what what your experience was watching. And I'll start. I I had the over, I had the over in the Ravens Texans game at forty three and a sure. half, and the the end of this game was abs absolutely maddening on the final drive yeah. for Baltimore when they have. Ex ex yeah. excruciating is a great word fourth and three for like a 50 yard field goal with Justin Tucker which is like automatic they go for it to try and run the clock out they get it and then on the next like uh, like, uh, like first down series they end up with like a third and eight and all I'm hoping for is just like gain like three yards to get closer for the field goal but don't get too close that they definitely go for it again on the other side of the two minute warning sure. so we're able to thread that needle Tucker comes out there 43 yard field goal good uh final score 34 10 total of 44 goes over by a half a point so that that was an incredible sweat and i had the over in the night game which was just cursed from the beginning with you know green bay yeah. all these red zone trips and nothing to show for it i did think ken that we might get there after the flurry of points in the third quarter sure. and then things just kind of like 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Andrews Carlson missed field goal, like, ends up screwing that up completely. But, like, sure. I, I got the over in the Ravens-Texans game, so not sure I can complain too much. And credit to you, my friends, because the, the two-team seven-point teaser that we talked about all week on You Better You Bet, I mean, that kind of, like, saved a lot of people's bacon, I think. If you uh, if you sure. had t- teased San Francisco down to two and a half, they end up winning by three. So your betting experience watching the games yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I my expectation going into the day was I, I liked both teams to advance, both ones. I thought maybe there was a chance they would both win by margin. That was like my best guess. But I really thought we would get two one-seed winners. These were these teams have big advantages, and I wasn't quite sure those advantages were being reflected in the betting market. And, you know, what we saw with Baltimore, like a, just a, a really dominant performance. At some point, like, you know, we'll get into next week's games and stuff. I mean, you look at Baltimore against like A level opponents this season or playoff opponents. I mean, the scores are downright scary in terms of how much they blow out these. I mean, nobody can give them a game, it seems like, in a lot of these setups, like when they actually Except face for the really, Steelers. really good competition. Except for well, the Steelers. Well, that's what I mean. When, you, when, you, when, you, when they actually play like an A level opponent, it's like when their tails are up. It's game over. And then when they play the Steelers or they play the Rams or they play like, you know, like a big favorite over, you know, Deshaun in the game where he gets hurt with Cleveland. It's like, oh, those are kind of tough. Man, when like when everyone's paying attention, man, they throttle people. And that was really impressive what they did yesterday uh, against a young Texans team. And like, you know, they'll be back and all that kind of stuff with the Texans. We'll do that in the offseason. But yeah, like in the night game, I mean, it's not just the teaser. Like I just, you know, and I had I'll compare it. It's and we'll do this when we do the games next week too, it is an identical experience that I had watching Michigan play Alabama in the Rose Bowl where I really like a team to go really far in their respective tournament. They make a lot of sense to me to do it, but I also understand that the games are really random and the way that they win or whether they win at all can sometimes not happen. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and like, I have the Niners. I bought a lot of Niners to win the NFC before this game. Uh, I really like them to at least win against either opponent next week. I don't know if they'll cover the numbers and I thought they were very likely to win this game. So, you know, you're sitting there and you get the worst possible run out to start. The weather is terrible and the weather is terrible and it seems to singularly affect the quarterback of San Francisco, who's terrible when it rains. Let's keep that in mind when we when we have games going forward in the next couple of years. And Debo gets hurt on the first drive and you could be like, well, but they have so many weapons like you can look at the splits. They're not even close when he doesn't play their way. How much of the game plan do you think involved him? They got to run none of it. He had the first. It had well, explosive play on the first play of the game. Basically, how, how, how about with the run? The run early in the second half to Jawan Jennings, and I think Greg Olson right. even said on the broadcast, "Like you think, you think that this run was designed for Jawan Jennings? Right. Like it, yeah. that's a Debo Samuel the play. Rooms, they're running, cooking up some Jawan Jennings plays. Like, right. the, like they're running Debo Samuel plays. The problem is right. the guy touching the ball is not Debo Samuel. Not great. Sure. Not what you want. Yeah. So, so you have you have a, a really key injury right off the bat. Uh, the weather very obviously impacts the quarterback of the team that's the big favorite. The coach, who in big spots tends to be really conservative and have some kind of peculiar decision-making with time management and clock management and timeouts, does exactly that. So it all kind of lines up to at least give the Packers an opportunity and look like the Packers had their chances and they blew it too. But like just speaking from the Niners – like they did all the things that you're worried about when you think about the Niners. Like they, it was all of it. When they, when they're not at full strength, they don't play as well. When their quarterback is a little off, it can be really shaky, and he has trouble kind of like finding himself. The coach and the decision make it all happened in the game. And to be fair, 
they can't they won anyway they find a way to win the game anyway despite all those things happening it's exactly kind of how i felt out of the michigan alabama game in the semifinal in the rose bowl michigan played the worst special teams game in the history of football period not even college like high school grade school they were the worst special teams game imaginable jj mccarthy their quarterback looked like a mr irrelevant as opposed to a first round draft pick and they needed overtime and a defensive stand to beat alabama but what i would also remind people is like and then what happened the next game like there there you can take things away from games that matter to you and project forward also you have to understand how singular all of these games are michigan did that and then they trucked the team you all liked to win the national championship so like not that the Niners now have to go on this run. It doesn't have to be the same. It's much more random than that. Just because it rained and Purdy was bad and they did this didn't mean it doesn't mean like they're going to lose next week or they're going to win by 100 or whatever. They're all their own thing. They were, though, extremely lucky to escape that game last night and uh, and advance in the tournament. So I was I was relieved, honestly, happy to catch the teaser, um, you know, sort of a sheepish grin on my face right as you bring the ticket to the window. Uh, Nick and Ken here. You better you bets countdown to kick off. Will Brinson, Brian Baldinger will join us coming up this hour on the show. Best bets to close the show next hour. I did uh I did appreciate Jordan Love, who played a great game and has like a very bright future, obviously. Like an absolute stud at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I did appreciate him taking, like literally, literally, not figuratively, literally. Ooh the comparisons to Brett Favre by basically throwing, and in the moment I thought this, the same exact pass that Brett Favre, when he's the quarterback of the Vikings, threw in overtime of the 2009 NFC Championship game across his body into the middle of the field that Tracy Porter picked off, leading to the Garrett Hartley uh, NFC Championship winning field goal, and the Saints would go on, obviously, to win the Super Bowl. This one picked off by Dre Greenlaw, who, I, I don't know, as someone who had a couple bucks on Niners minus nine and a half, I appreciated his effort to try and score yeah. a touchdown when everyone was Absolutely. screaming at him. Go Like, I... I Look, I'm not insinuating that he obviously did not like lay his own team. No, like, earlier in the over, but but he tried to have a huge. Like, he went in circles earlier in the game. To, it was, but I'm, yeah. but I gotta tell you, man, if you had San Francisco and you had the over in the game, you like, can't you got see him. it. They're like, there's like a guy standing up. There's like, look yes, like there's light poles awesome. in the way. Like, how did that? It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, look, Jordan Love plays a great game. Like, a great first season for him as the starter. Ends with a whimper, not a bang, but still, like, an, an excellent, an excellent game and season from Jordan Love. And look, like, you know, Sean McVay won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the LA Rams. And him and Kyle Shanahan are kind of similar, right? These great, young, offensive, hotshot head coaches with a ton of regular season success. And then you get into the big moments. And to be fair, the big moment could be the first quarter of week one or the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game. And the cheeks clench a little bit and they get a little tight, and they're Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity on the sidelines, ultra, ultra conservative, and you're thinking, what the hell are these guys doing? Now, Sean McVay won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It doesn't mean Shanahan's definitely going to win one because McVay did. Just that, like, it can happen even if you coach sure. like this. I think, Ken, the prevailing narrative heading into next week, and I think you and I will be on the same page in the NFC Championship game, will be... Can Brock Purdy get it done actually in big games, even if it's not raining? It was a miserable performance last night from Purdy until the very end. On the other side, we'll welcome in our first outstanding guest of Countdown to kick off today, our friend Will Brinson, NFL analyst for CBS Sports.